Welcome to the fittest podcast in Oakland, where your favorite coaches talk everything to help make you a better person inside and outside of the gym. Welcome to the CrossFit Oakland Podcast. In episode three, Mike and Ben interview the original CrossFit Oakland legend, Joe P, Joe Papa, Joe Pascarello, the man, the myth, the dancing machine at the 6 a.m. warmups, the guy who always will bring a smile to your face because he himself always has one on his. Joe is a fantastic person to represent CrossFit Oakland. He's been with us since the very beginning and has so many stories to tell. It was very cool to dig in and learn all about Joe and his cool adventures with CrossFit Oakland. Not to mention all the fun things Joe is up to outside of the gym, whether it's powering California or just being known as the Teleman. <laughs> to find out all of that great stuff and even more about Joe P and the fun that he's had at CrossFit Oakland. Please stay tuned. Give it a listen. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the world's greatest CrossFit Oakland podcast. We're coming to you live from the CrossFit Oakland studios in Emeryville, also known as the gym. <laughs> Today, we have a special episode, actually. We have uh, Joe P here, Joe Papa, Joe Pasquarello. He is actually, everyone knows he's one of the nicest guys in the gym. We go way back, but some of you guys may not know that he is our longest tenured CrossFit Oakland member. I think that's pretty cool. We're gonna let Joe tell his story in a little while. Before I hand it off to him though, I, I always like to talk about people's uh, origin stories, much like the convention of comic book stories. Everyone has an origin story. So I'm gonna talk, and often it's kind of surprising to members that I remember their CFO origin story. So I'll do a little intro on that. And then uh, we'll kick it off to Joe, and Ben and I will continue peppering him with questions, I'm sure. Uh, so Joe actually came to us, and this is very common actually, through someone else who had experienced CrossFit Oakland. And it was uh, Melissa, I believe her last name was Randall, is that correct? Yes, that's right. Although she maybe changed her name after she got married or something. But um, it was Melissa. Melissa actually only trained with us for maybe a couple of months, but she... Uh, gave a recommendation based on her experience to Joe, and that's how he found us. Um, and right away, uh, Joe, uh, we we picked up on his sense of humor. Uh, one of our early, one of our earliest interactions, I think, it was during our intro sessions. Even uh, we, we were using a, a stick, and and we were talking like it was well known that we had like various bars of different weights but right away we we're doing i think we we're doing overhead squats and he said do you have a lighter dowel <laughs> and, and i'll always remember that and this was like going on 13 how long has it been now 13 years yes, in county it's yeah. going to be 13 years next month yeah so uh Ooh. 
And I still remember that fondly. And there were like a number of, he's, if you've ever hung out with Joe, you know that he likes to do um, play on words type of stuff, very dry sense of humor um, and, uh, and stuff like that. So uh, one other thing about Joe for the sports fans, he's one of those guys, he's a New England sports fan. So Patriots, big Patriots, big Sox, Celtics as well. Yes, he's one of those. He's been basking in the glory of all kinds of championships recently. Very annoying. Don't but, forget the Bruins. Oh, and then the Bruins. <laughs> yeah, how can you forget the Bruins? Uh, so uh, that's it for the intro. Uh, Joe. What, what, uh, well, thank you, Mike. Yeah. I, I appreciate the intro. Yeah, I remember the early days very well. Um, the way it happened with Melissa was she knew a guy who was training to climb Denali. And he was an older guy, I think he might have been 60 at the time, and so he was looking for a way to get in shape. And somehow he found CrossFit. And Melissa heard about it from him, and she must have looked you guys up online and found you. Yeah, we're literally the only gym uh, at that point in the Bay Area. Cross San Francisco CrossFit opened up a couple months ago, but it was really us uh, San Francisco CrossFit, and then out in the um, Walnut Creek area, Diablo CrossFit. Those are literally the only three gyms at that time. This is like the Stone Ages of CrossFit. Uh, that yeah. was in 2005. Yeah, yeah so and that's then how came I... came in 2006, right? Yes, that's right, 2006. The, there's a, I've looked through the archives on the website, and I wasn't sure when it was, but I did find in the very early archives for 2006 in September... A picture of a blackboard that said "fight gone bad" and it had a score for me on there. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was two hundred or you so. You know, de depending on which week it was. <laughs> yeah, we were, back then we were so ridiculous. We programmed like "fight gone bad" or some variation yeah. of it. Like every week, a new person always did "fight gone bad." It wasn't like the great, the best yeah. uh, way to ease someone into the program. Yeah, but that was what that was how we operated back then. And we had very limited equipment, as you remember. We we actually yes. had just one barbell, one rower, plates for that, and then a lot of dumbbells. And But we made a lot of use out of it. And we had a rope, too, because I remember yes. one of the early videos was like a rope climb day, and you were going up the rope, Connie was going up the rope, I remember yes. all that stuff. Yes. Did you put that rope in, or was that there in the gym? No, we put. We got permission to put that okay. in. Okay. I wondered uh, so, about that. So, yeah, so for those who don't know, we started out literally in like the back of a... Um, like a martial arts studio. It was, if you guys know where the warm-up area is, is here in the gym, where the foam rollers are, it was about, our entire gym space was about that size. And then the deal was though, they had a main floor early in the morning, so at like 6 a.m., 7 a.m., we could have, we could be on the main floor. And that's where this rope was. So we tried to get on there as often as we could. And that's where our pull-up structure. So they benefited greatly because we installed a pull-up structure um, that they would all do, all the martial arts guys would do like half pull-ups on all day. Um, and then they had a rope too, which hardly any of them ever used. But yeah, it was a great benefit for us. But then during the rest of the day, we were banished to the back little basement, as I call it, even though it was just a couple steps down. Uh, anyway, yeah. Yes, it had a very low ceiling and, and it was quite small. So yeah. you get a bunch of people in there doing fight gone bad. It was pretty dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it lived up to its name. Yes. Push presses into the ceiling. Almost. <laughs> yeah, just Almost. about. 
Perfect. just about. There was a bench. It was one of the really old ones, like uh -huh. used, like you had in your basement when you were a kid. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, and there were a couple of other things. There might have been a leg extension on that. Yeah, there. Yeah, the, yeah there was yeah. a leg extension. Yeah. It was seldom used, but yeah. yeah. Uh, we we were I, I gotta put it out there we, we we did have bench press in CrossFit like way back then and that was way before it was popular now it's yeah. become a little more accepted so just a quick yeah self-aggrandizing pat on the back there for CrossFit Oakland yeah Thank those you. were very good times we had a good crew right off the bat I mean yeah. even at 6 a.m. even at that time we typically had eight or ten people mm-hmm and I may be the longest tenured member, but Connie was there. Sure. Candace, Shira, yeah. Charles. Yeah. Robin came very late yeah, around she, that time. And yeah, Robin her, Robin's yeah. gonna be on a later show. She had riveting mm -hmm. intro sessions with me that she'll <laughs> she'll tell everyone about. Yeah. So we had a very good crew early on. We had a lot of fun from the get go. Yeah, it was so much fun back then. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, Shira, she's gone on to, if you guys have uh, heard of Athletic Playground, she was the founder of that. She trained with uh, Ido Portal, actually, and uh, she came here, long story, always all these tangled webs, on a recommendation of Rob Wolf, and uh, I actually got to coach Shira for a while before she went off and did her own thing. She was a great mover, even back oh. then. Yeah, she was the best on the bar. Yeah. And she had incredible mobility, handstand walk, right? Oh, yeah. You know, all, all those that things. Stuff. Yeah, capoeira. Yep, <laughs> capoeira. Well, cool, Joe. Uh, I have a question to Joe. So first starting Hello, with ben. CrossFit stuff. <laughs> I know I've been quiet. You didn't even know I was here. So start CrossFit stuff. Favorite workout? Favorite workout. Oh, well, I guess it would be Grace. I always say that. I don't have, an, I don't have another answer for that. I like it just because it's noisy and it doesn't last too long and it's something that you can kind of remember what you did the time before and and you can really shoot for doing it a, a little better. You have good days and bad days, but I always enjoy it. That's a fun one. That's yeah. a lot of fun when yeah. that one happens. And the best is the video or having someone here who's brand new and never seen CrossFit before right at the start. Yes. So everybody does the yes. clean all together and then all of a sudden all of the bars dropping like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, when we had on ramp and people would be waiting for on ramp while we were doing grace, that would yeah, that would be <laughs> it was a good litmus test for who's gonna stick around for sure. All right, so there's that. The next, what's your favorite post workout stretch? Wow, um, I don't do a whole lot of stretching. That's one of my one of my weaknesses. But the pigeon stretch is the one that I try to do if I nice. do it. I like when we do some planks after class, and then and then do some uh, uh, do some uh, hamstrings, um, uh, do some hamstring work. That that's something I always need. So yeah, yeah you're pretty regular with that because the crew, this the Sprague Mafia sometimes does their yeah. abs. And yeah, it's been a little <laughs> while. It's been a little while. Summer's coming to an end, so our bikini yeah. bods are starting to. Go on, starting to fade. Yeah, it's starting to get like the bear and start to get ready for that long winter. So next, Joe, what what's the next goal or thing you're working towards in the gym? Well, you, you know, I what we worked on today, working on handstand stuff. Uh, you know, my 
the thing that's changed the most for me over the years is my shoulder mobility. I, you know, it's taken a very long time, but I finally do have a little better mobility. I can get in a straighter handstand. Um, I can press without, without bending so much. And today I almost got into a freestanding handstand and, and uh, so I think I'm actually getting there and I, so I can see my way to a kipping, a kipping handstand push-up maybe this year, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know if I have the strength yet, but I'm getting the mobility to do it. To yeah. do it. We'll work on that. I think yeah. I saw a lot of progress today from you and a couple others, like it was pretty cool to see. And I, yeah. we should have caveated this interview with Joe did just crush a workout. So if anything comes off weird sounding or yeah. kind of slurred speech, it's post wide brain. So yeah. I, I should have caveated that. Yeah, we're, I apologize. Yeah, we're, about <laughs> we're recording this yes. at like 7 a.m. And, uh, and Joe just yeah. finished the 6 a.m. Yeah. class. Um, one thing that's kind of cool about Joe that uh, other folks may not know, and uh, it's one of the things I love about CrossFit, he, he does care about a lot of stuff in the gym, but he also participates in, most recently, running, right? You just finished a yeah. half, was it? I and just did a half marathon, which was a stretch. Yeah, but yeah. Um, he uses the gym to kind of aid him in those other things that happen outside of the gym. And you've done, you've done a lot of cycling in your time. Yeah, I've, the last few years I've done a lot of cycling. I, I've done at least one long ride at the end of the summer every year, you know, 70 to uh, plus miles. Um, I, I want to do a lot of skiing this year, and so I, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do better on the lunges and, and, and uh, try to work on telemark skiing this year. And, nice. And, yeah. Yeah, so. Do you have a lot of experience with that? Not a lot, but uh, about five years ago, I, I, w I took a weekend-long lesson, um, telemark skiing, and it just worked out. It was early in the season. It, it just worked out. There was an unusual amount of snow that week, mm -hmm. and so I had great conditions to practice, and so for two or three days, I, I just worked on it, and you can do it if you, if, if you just do enough runs, and there there aren't too many people around and yeah. you know one of my favorite moments in that weekend was I was going along and I felt like I had a rhythm going and somebody went over me on the ski left and they said looking good Mr. Tellyman <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never forget that <laughs> that's awesome that's pretty cool yeah so that's yeah that's my outside the gym goal for this year I love it yeah and there's a lot that can go into that I mean we talked lunges today yeah. we did our ankle and hip openers yeah which you know, all that flexion with the, yeah. the ankle and stuff definitely will help. And you've been crushing that stuff. Yeah, strength so. and mobility, I mean, I, are, are really key in skiing. I mean, you just, you know, there's no, it, it just, it, it, if your balance is better, then you're going to ski better. And, uh -huh. and, and it's really fun. I've done some ski touring, too, and I've always done okay on the, the uphill part, uh, you know, I have the endurance to do that. I, I'm not a very good down, I'm not a very good downhill skier, or not as good as I, as I want to be. Um, so, I, I'm really working on that more. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Cause that, that's what's so cool about the gym here is the not the not just the successes you have in here, but like you talk about, you ran a half marathon. Yeah. Not even a month ago, you're you're looking at telemark skiing. You're looking at getting better at downhill skiing like 
and using this place to get you those things, it's really cool. I think, I think we often forget that. Like we celebrate the stuff in the gym, but stuff like that, where you can go do the fun things and, and ski and stuff because of what you're doing here week in and week out. I think that's what's so cool about what we do here. Yeah, it, it's really good. And it's taken me a long time to really understand this, but, but you have to eat well too. And I haven't done that very well over the years. I'm doing better now. And that makes a huge difference. I don't think I could have finished that half marathon if I hadn't, if I hadn't done something about my eating this year and, and just eating. A, just, I have a tendency to overeat. You know, when I sit down at a meal and there's good food, I'll just eat until I just go way too far. No off switch. <laughs> no off switch, yeah. And I got that from my dad, I guess. And so I've kind of and got that under control a little bit. Yeah, so year. when you say I've started to eat well, does that mean just specifically portion control? Yeah, or? more portion control. I don't have a very good ability to cut out certain foods. I've tried that, and that really doesn't work for me. So after failing at that many times, I've decided that portion control is a better, a better approach for me. And... And basically skipping breakfast. That's something I never used to do was eat breakfast. And so I, I stopped eating breakfast this year. And, and um, so that just cuts down on calories a little bit that way. And I don't, I don't find that that bothers me in the gym because I have a dinner. I, I wouldn't eat breakfast before, before my workout anyway. So, uh, yeah, I can just get through to lunch and that's fine. That's been working for me. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. So a little bit of fasting. All yeah, right. a little bit it. of fasting. I see. It. Cool. Yeah, the easiest kind of fasting. So we along from, those lines, from dinner Joe, to lunch. There you go. <laughs> along those lines, what is your favorite like go-to healthy meal or like, hey, this is the meal when I'm like I'm trying to be healthy or like this is what I go to. Well, when I'm grilling fish, I always oh, I always give myself a pat on the back that I'm eating healthy. <laughs> um, I'm not a very good cook, so I don't cook a lot of vegetarian meals, but I, I, I do grill a lot. So um, as long as I don't eat too much, anytime we just have some meat and some vegetables. And, oh, yeah. and I still eat a lot of pasta. I mean, I did that a lot growing up, and it's still my comfort food, so I, I do that too. And, uh-huh. and, um, and, uh, and uh, salads, of course. If I can make a good salad, then I always feel like I had a healthy meal. Yeah, that's good. That's sure. good. And I think that shows kind of the cool thing. Like you've tried a bunch of things and what, what I'm hearing from you is you found what was sustainable. <laughs> what was like, Hey, yeah. I could do, I could do no pasta and none of this for a yeah. week. But after about a week you crash and everything falls apart. So you found, Hey, if I control the pasta portion just a little bit, I can still enjoy what I love, but also yeah. be super healthy, feel fueled in the gym and do all those cool things, which is yeah. what we're really looking for out of nutrition. Right. The best thing about the fasting too is when you travel, you can still do that. It's really hard to eat well when you're traveling. And I, I don't do that much work travel, but I've been taking a lot of vacation the last few years <laughs> as That's I work nice. less. Yeah. <laughs> I've been working less and taking a lot of vacation and, um, and, and, and so when you travel, you really can eat a lot. And, it, and if I, that's also the good thing about running. I know a lot of people that CrossFit don't like to run, but it's so easy when you're traveling, just take yeah. your running shoes with you and you can do 30 minutes. And not liking running, just for all you guys, not liking running, I can get it, but it is an essential skill and you shouldn't avoid it. I mean, it was one of the things that yeah. 
got that, humans to where they are. Yeah, well, that was the only thing I did before CrossFit. I never did any exercise other than run. From, from the time I was 20 until 50 when I started CrossFit, um, I, I just ran. I, that's all I did. I would run sometimes, you know, up to 50 miles a week, but I was, I found as I got into my late 40s, I was slowing down and I was just getting weaker. I couldn't run as hard as I wanted to. I probably was gaining weight too. I never weighed myself, but, but I probably was gaining weight. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so CrossFit came along at the right time for me. I, I, I don't know if um, neither of you guys has hit that milestone yet, 50, but... Um, I'm not too far away. Ben is... <laughs> yeah. Ben is... have got a couple yeah. more years. Lots of <laughs> years me, away from that. You know, ben doesn't even get yeah. to, like, discuss that's right. the gene effects. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But it's real. It's real. When you, For sure. When you, when you, when you get to that age, then it, things do start to slow down a little bit, and that's... And um, the strength training becomes really important. I tell people that all yeah. the time. Uh, um, in fact, I've, had to, I've learned over 13 years not to say it as often as I was at the beginning because people don't want to hear about CrossFit. <laughs> and, they, and they usually don't want to hear too much about strength training. But you just yeah. say it a few times and, and maybe it'll catch on. And, and um, I do see a big change in fitness overall. I mean, CrossFit was, was very different when you started, Mike. And, For sure. And, and it was, you know, it was it was outside the box, no pun intended. Yeah. And now, you know, there's a lot of different kinds of workouts that are high intensity workouts. Right. So it, you know, it really has spread, even if it isn't all called CrossFit. Yeah, it's made all these methods more mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Garage Band that grew up and became whatever world famous. So I think that's really cool, though, Joe. You talk about not doing anything between or just running between 20 and 50, but then realizing at 50 that one, you needed more strength training, you needed something different, and the willingness. I think that you yeah. deserve a big pat on the back to go try something new at, you know, well, maybe yeah. a seasoned yeah. <laughs> yeah, age. Yeah, you're giving me a little too much credit. I didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that I needed strength training. It was only when I did some that I yeah. realized what I hadn't been doing. Yeah. So I got a lot stronger really fast in CrossFit. Mm-hmm. It was surprising to me. I also realized that I had been dogging it for about 10 years. I was not working out hard at all. Yeah. So, you know, I was running, but I was, just, I was just cruising up there on the fire trail above Strawberry Canyon having yeah. a really good day. <laughs> yeah. And I never worked out hard. So that was, rev- that was revelatory, was, was realizing that if I put in some effort, I would see some results. Yeah. And, and Mike was really good at that. You know, he's, um, he's a great coach. He, he, you know, he just has a way that you just do what you're instructed and you get results and that's that's just a great thing about crossfit if you just do the workout you know you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna see results and and then just uh continue on the running theme even your running probably improved some of that probably had to do with just shout out for aaron c like he's been a great uh addition to our coaching uh offerings here he's a really good technical coach on running technique and uh, he's a great coach anyone's experienced that yeah that is true and I say the same to Aaron I've done a lot of workouts with Aaron and I haven't lately just because my schedule hasn't really allowed me when his workouts are 
But for years, we were going to the track and doing speed work. And I always felt like that was also a really good counterpoint to what we do in the gym. Just a little bit of sprinting. Um, I, I mean, we try to go hard in the gym, but it's not the same as an for all-out sure. sprint. And that's, that, that's another data point that, that is really good to have in your workouts. And in fact, you took it one step further. I know I went to at least one, you actually started to compete in master's level track meets. I know you haven't done it recently, yeah. but, but it's yeah. just another way to um, experience new kind of sports. Yes. And you, and, yes. You, and you did that. I remember going to one of yours. I think you did a few of them though. I did, I yeah. did. I, I started that with Aaron because he brought me a couple times over to his track workouts with his team over in the city. And then his team was going to do a couple of masters track meets, and I signed up and did them with those guys, and it was really fun. We did one at the Hayward track, and I don't know if you know this, but they have, but that's a really historic track. Hayward has a lot of great runners, and they've there. There's been many big meets there over the year, so that was really fun. It was a full-on track meet with javelins and the hammer yeah. throw and everything. <laughs> wow, I remember and you I had, had your never, running spikes. Yeah, on and I had running you spikes. Had the, the real deal. That's right. I haven't worn them since that day, but <laughs> but um, but I did have those. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, just a warning that uh, you have to work your way into using those track spikes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you're. They don't give you any support at all. You really need to. Um, you really need to run for a while before you take the leap to those track spikes. But anyway, that was really, really fun. And I did have, I have gotten a lot of great coaching from Aaron and I, I, I do plan to get back to that. I want to do more running. I actually have uh, some goals in running to, um, you know, I didn't, I, when I was running the 400 with Aaron, I, you know, I think my best time was around 70 seconds and I wanted to get to 65. And I don't know if I'll ever get there. That's a big jump. But I think that with my eating better and some training with Aaron, it's actually possible. So it's fun to have goals like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's real cool. Mm -hmm. And that's a fun, different goal that we don't think about a lot of times is like running times. Like yeah. Those 400 meter times. Like yeah. That can be something with a little practice, massively improved and yeah. it'd be a cool little milestone for folks. Yeah, that's a really good one. I mean, it's really good to do track workouts because it takes practice. You have to... You have to have the experience of the of what the effort is and what it feels like as you're going through it. So you you have to have the experience of knowing how hard you're working and you know the coach will always say I want this one at 80% and you're right. scratching your head wondering what that is. Yeah. But if you do enough of them you really start to get a feel. Yeah. And for and, the 400 in particular uh there are some subtle technical things like how you run the curves versus the uh, straightaways and how you break it into four segments, kind of that first hundred, second hundred, all that stuff. There, there are little nuances that are fun to play with. Yeah. yeah. For those that don't know, Mike is very fast. <laughs> he can run. <laughs> I haven't seen Ben run yet. Ben, what's your 400 time? <laughs> Let's not look Vince, at my... The 10, Vince, 10 Vince yards fast. at a time. Ben's fast. <laughs> yeah. You could probably push a sled faster than I can run a 400. I don't okay. know about that. Okay. So we're gonna make a little transition here, Joe. Okay. We talked a lot of gym, right? Okay. And all that stuff. I wanna know more about what's outside the gym. So okay. what do you do for a profession, money-making, yeah. those types of things? Okay, well, I, I, um, I've been doing the same kind of work for a long time. I'm an engineer, I work in wind energy, and I write software for wind turbines and for wind farms. 
I, I uh, got into this in the early 80s when the wind industry was very young, not too long after the oil shocks of the 70s. That, that's what kind of led to the, to the creation of the wind industry. That in, was before in Ben Europe. was even like a flicker in his yes. size. <laughs> yes. In the 1970s, Ben, we yeah. had to get in line to get gas. Um, yeah, we had some problems there with gasoline. And, yeah. And a lot of the rest of the world, including Denmark, which has been in the news lately with Trump and everything, um, uh, Denmark um, kind of created the modern wind industry, and the U.S. was 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 kind of in there with them. And we had there were a lot of companies that were starting then in the early '80s, uh, and with. The difference between Europe and the U.S. at that time was we never did get any um, uh, policy support for wind energy, so it, it didn't really take off in the U.S. There were a lot of bankruptcies, and I, but I stayed with it. I I walked, I worked for two different companies that went through bankruptcies, and and in the early '90s I went out on my own and and started a company, Fenway Systems. I know, away. I always see that when I send you an email that says I, Joe yeah. at Fenway.com. And I was like, oh boy. Yeah, Wait, how did he get that? I know, <laughs> I, lucked, I lucked out on that domain name. I think some Red Sox fan let their uh, domain name lapse, and I just happened to look for it that day and was able to grab it. And anyway, I never really intended to call the company that, um, it was really, a, it was almost a joke. You know, I, I like to joke around and I, that's one of the reasons I like to come to CrossFit every morning is because I have a captive audience for my bad jokes. <laughs> and great but, dance moves. Yeah, yeah, uh, the seal jack dance moves. <laughs> so anyway, so I have been working in wind for a long time. I, I, um, I, uh, I write software for those really, really big wind turbines that you see off in the distance, and they're getting bigger and bigger, and um, it's fun. The industry's doing really well, and it's, it's been a really fun career. I, I couldn't ask for anything more. So that's my work life, and um, I, 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 other than work and being in the gym, you know, I, I, I try to get outdoors as much as I can. Uh, my family's all on the East Coast, so I don't have a lot of family in the neighborhood. And I, I try to get back there as often as I can. I'm going in a couple weeks and doing a tour from Philadelphia up to Boston to see everybody. And so that's, that's the basics. You brought one of your brothers to the gym a couple locations ago, I think. Yes, yes. I only have one brother. I have an yeah. older brother named John, and I brought yeah. him in one time. I brought my nephew one time too, and neither yeah, one of them, neither one of them had any interest in yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatsoever. So I haven't, I don't have any family members I can talk CrossFit with at yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh man, that's that's a tough. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, Joe. So aside from that, what excites you outside of the gym? <sighs> wow. Okay. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> that's a tough question. I don't know what you have in mind there. Um, it can be it can be okay. that, that that bowl of pasta yeah. that is homemade and yeah. you know with amazing I'll sauce. Go, I'll go back to the skiing. I mean, I I think the most the most fun trip that I ever did the it was it was something that CrossFit helped me prepare for, which is I went to Switzerland and I did a six day ski tour uh, from hut to hut, and it was a big stretch for me. I mean, I, I, I am not, as I said, I need to be a better downhill skier, and I was okay on the, uh, 
the, um, on the uphill part and just the distance touring. But um, skiing in the Alps um, is really no joke. And it was, it was super exciting. I'd love to do more of that. And I went in on a ski share this year, a ski house share. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna really try to get ready and do something like that again this coming spring. It was um, the first day we started in a gondola. We went up a, uh, the gondola and I, I can't remember the name of the town where we started, but um, we went up the gondola, we got off. You start in a ski area and immediately you turn off the slope and, you, and ski down onto a glacier. And from wow. there, it was six days of just wilderness of that complete, yeah, complete wilderness. So that was, that was probably the most, you know, kind of my peak outdoor experience that I've had. And, and um, I, would, I would really like to do that again. Yeah, that'd be really cool. All right. Next, since football is about to start. Okay. Are you on Brady's side <laughs> or Belichick's side? I didn't even know there was a conflict there. You'll have to fill me in that's, on that. That's a Patriots answer. I think that's, yeah, that's no, the right I'm, way. There's no conflict in that no, house. I, no, I'm just looking at <laughs> the fact that he has some receivers finally for once. And yeah. Things are looking good. The Red Sox are a little down this year, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to pick up early on the Patriots and just try not to look at the baseball standings until the end of the season and hope for a miracle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to take a little yeah. bit of work on yeah. the Sox part. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Yeah. Well, let me ask you guys a question. I mean, what's, um, uh, you know, there have been some changes in the gym with Ben's arrival and, 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 you know, you guys talked about programming last week, but how are you guys doing on all that? You, are you happy with how things are coming together, your, your plans or? Do you want to go first, Mike? Do you want me to go? Uh, yeah. So definitely, um, the gym is, thing about a gym it's like an organism it's always changing and adapting as well like as you know because you were here and back in the early days like our programming has changed a lot over the years and the way that we coach has changed a lot and um, even today like if I were to project a couple years in the future I think it's going to look a little bit different than it does now uh, but that's just I don't know I'd, I'd much rather have changes happen for the right reasons than to just keep on doing it the same way. So it's, it's hard sometimes because people get used to a certain way and this is true in life as well as doing certain things a certain way and change is hard. But yeah, I'm really happy with the direction we're going and the programming we're doing and I'm even excited about the open being in October now. It gives us a way to ramp up and prep for that and get people involved in that we're going to kind of make a big push to get people to participate in that um this year um yeah i think everything is going in the right direction uh and i've, I've been happy with the new coaches that have come on board ben and alex um, and our our long-standing coaches roland and jaywoo and jonathan they're, they're still super rock solid so yeah i think everything's going in a good direction okay yeah, that's great. I'm looking forward to the open too. I, I, um, I, I do try to do the open workouts every year. Um, I find it a, I can, I can focus on the challenge of doing the workouts as prescribed. Yeah. And so far, since I was 55, and the the weights get lighter when you turn 55, and 
Before that, I was never able to do the workouts as RX. Maybe there were a few that weren't, uh, that weren't heavy weights, but since I was 55, I've been able to do all the workouts as prescribed, and I'm just gonna try to keep that going as long as I can. And um, the, the, the workouts this past year, um, there was one of them that I thought was really, really difficult. That was the one with the overhead lunges. Oh yeah, that so, was brutal. So, I remember that. you know, there was a time when it seemed like the open workouts were were not getting easier, but they were inclusive and somehow this year it seemed like wow, they were really weeding out some weaknesses. Yeah, um, I think that's the whole They've always said that that the um CrossFit games, it's a test and they're trying it's like their filtering system to find out who the fittest is. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't give up on them. I think they'll, they'll do that. But I think one of the things they're trying to do is throw in a few different movements and definitely overhead walking lunges is very challenging. They didn't even have handstand pushups for a number of years and they threw that in there. So they've definitely upped the ante, but um, yeah, uh, for sure it's challenging. I guess I just hear you on that. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's really cool, Joe, that you talk about accepting the challenge of the open and looking at it like that of like, hey, here's this test once a year that I'm gonna see how I do and, yeah. and just trying it. And I think that's, that's what's really cool about the open because you learn something new about yourself, right? Maybe you see something you never thought you could do before or you test a movement and go, I'm not that great at that movement. I need to get a little better here. Um, and I think like yesterday, you did real well in the lunges, right? Yeah. I think so. So I think it's just building that and kind of becoming a little more aware of where you are as, an, as a, fitness athlete in some form or fashion and then picking that little challenge of like hey i want to still do these workouts rx i think that's really cool and it's not like not to take away from your amazing athleticism it's not like you're a superstar rock star athlete that everyone is you know no i no i don't think i've ever been i don't think i've ever been the person that people are are really trying to emulate in terms of 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 uh the way, the way they power through the workout. But I, I, um, I said this in, in, I've said this a lot of times, just showing up is, is, is really, obviously that's what I'm good at because I've been here 13 years. <laughs> yeah. That goes without saying. But I, I, um, I, I have, you know, even though all these years, I never kill the workout. I mean, I, I do all the workouts. On some of them, I do okay. But the night before the open, the night before the open workouts, when I know what the workout is, I don't know why, but I always imagine myself doing really well on the workout. I never actually, it never actually happens, but <laughs> I get a, myself in there. I think most of I, us are in that same exact Is that boat. right? Yeah. I wondered about that because yeah. I imagine myself like doing all the double unders on Broken and it's, everything's going to come together tomorrow. Yeah. And when I get into the gym, I sort of know it isn't going to happen, but anyway, it still helps me get here. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's really cool. And something I would always commend Joe on is I think every morning he's here a few minutes early, he's smiling, he's making some type of, of joke at me in some form or fashion. So it always brightens my day when I come in at 6 a.m. and I'm setting things up or getting things rocking and rolling and I see Joe walk in, he's got a smile on his face, his cup of coffee in his hand and 
it, it's great to have that and know that there's that guy that's always consistently coming in. Um, and it, it makes my life a lot more fun. And I, I want to thank you for that, Joe. Like, it's, it, it always makes class a little fun. And, you know, it, it makes 6 a.m. bright, you know, You're every welcome. morning. You're welcome. I, I, yeah, I like to get up early. And I know a lot of people don't like that either. And that, I wasn't always that way. It was really, uh, um, it was really around the time that I met Mike and started doing CrossFit that I, I never did morning workouts before that. So this is, this is kind of new. But I do wake up, uh, I do wake up fast. <laughs> so, so I'm fine with 6 a.m. Yeah. yeah, you've yeah. been like the godfather of 6 a.m. for <laughs> yeah. all these years. No, we've the had, ambassador. Yeah, we've had, we've had really good crews over the years. Obviously, there's been a lot of people that um, are going through different kind of job changes and things. So people mm-hmm. can't always sustain 6 a.m. And, and they come and go... Um, but it, it's, it's always fun. It's always fun. And, and um, there have been great coaches here over the years, too. So that's, that's, that's obviously a big part of it. And shout out to Lekka. I just realized I forgot to mention her. Oh, and yeah. Hi, Lekka. Uh, <laughs> coaches uh, are top-notch coaches. So. Uh, oh, and then one other thing I wanted to uh, say regarding the gym. The, um, like the... The pieces of the gym, like the programming, all that stuff, it may change from time to time, even the coaching, but the principles, I think, are still the same as what they were when we started, that we're trying to get people together, like build a community, and that we're trying to get fitter. And um, fitter has changed over the years, and now, just kind of a personal focus, we're trying to get people to really take care of, you mentioned not stretching as much as you should, like, uh, that's going to be a change, we're going to... We're gonna try and really emphasize proper and complete recoveries now on the workout. Just something as simple as like going for a quick walk, stretching a few things that are tight or problem areas. And we wanna make yeah. that more systematic. I think that's a good idea because most of us are here for a few minutes and I usually sit on the box. <laughs> yeah. so, so I could do something else during that time. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also think um, Working on mobility is really helpful. You know, a lot of people have shoulder mobility issues. Um, um, a lot of people have uh, hip mobility issues, For and, sure. and and those things when they when they start to improve, um, yeah, they really um, uh, they really help you across that huge range of exercises. So it's mm-hmm. really good, mm-hmm. and it's also a great way to make performance gains. Like sure. If you're looking to lift a little bit more or yeah. press a little bit more, getting a better, more stable, mobile shoulder, you know, that's going to create that heavier press. Or in Joe's case, the kipping handstand push-up or strict handstand push-up down the road. Yeah. yeah. Right? I wish I hadn't said that because I, <laughs> I think that might have been a little bit too optimistic. But anyway, that's a goal. That's a goal. I love yeah. it. Oh, oh, also just a 60-second handstand hold. I haven't got that yet. And I, I think I could probably – I haven't tried it for a few months, but I've been you feeling a lot better. Oh, yeah. I think I could do that too. So, yeah, just little things like that. Oh, cool. I got one more question. If you anybody else got a question, no, go no. ahead, Ben. All right, this one's a toughie. Oh, uh, what, <laughs> Joe? How do you survive when you leave your coffee cup behind at six a.m.? I have a spare. Ah, you know? okay. Yeah, I have, I, have a, I have a shelf at home with about half a dozen of those on. Because. <laughs> I do leave it here about twice a week. So. Yeah. So one of my know. bigger concerns I've got, is... I've got four things that I bring into the gym. 
how can I not remember those four things? <laughs> it's crazy. Are, are they all... Uh, Man, are all of your thermoses manufactured in Germany or backup <laughs> ones? Or are they, is this, this thermos, just... this thermos, which is, I know you can't see it on the podcast, but that's, a, that's an amazing thermos. And I only brought that in because I knew we were going to do the podcast and I wanted to have a sip of coffee. Yeah, and it's that. delicious yeah. coffee. So thanks for sharing, Joe. Yeah. Joe lives right around the corner. I won't give, I won't give your exact address so you don't have people Googling you and <laughs> showing up on your door. But right around the corner from Cole Coffee, it's kind of like an yeah. old uh, uh, Rock yeah. Ridge legendary coffee, coffee spot. Yeah, come by and see me anytime there. I'm usually there from 8 to, eight to 9. Except for, oh yeah, he'll even be there today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not today, but yeah, a lot of times. Anyway, I just want to say thanks to you guys for CrossFit Oakland. I mean, this has been just a huge part of my life for the last 13 years, and, and it's, it's, been, um, it's just been, you know, a, a big part of staying healthy. Um, um, it, it's, been, it's been great. Uh, the friends I've made here and and Mike, you know, you and Connie and and all the the folks from the gym, Robin and Tammy and 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 it's just been amazing. I you know, I can't thank you enough. Well, thank you very much, but I wanna turn it back around on you and say one, thank you for coming on the podcast and two, thank you for being a part of CrossFit Oakland. You've made a huge impact in ways large and small on our community even ones that you may not realize. So oh, thank thanks. you for being a part yeah. of it. I plan to be around for a while. Great. We love that. Yeah. And with that, guys, we're going to sign off. Thank you to the billions of listeners, as always. Uh, we have a special mystery guest that is uh, kind of a big deal in our next podcast. We're recording it in a couple of days, but it probably won't hit hit the airwaves is that what you say nowadays that's like a radio <laughs> thing until a few weeks from now but we're going to keep it under wraps okay but you guys are going to be you guys are going to be wild he's almost as famous as joe <laughs> <laughs> all right good. i Take can't care. wait i don't know who it is